Thank you for joining The Collective today. The Collective is a storytelling podcast interviewing hairstylists and makeup artists. On today's episode, we have celebrity hairstylist Nikia Rashan. Nikia is not only a hairstylist, but she's a mentor, she's a healer, and she's a mother. And in today's episode, we discuss all of these things and these things within our industry. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed it. Thank you, Nikia, so much for joining me on The Collective today. Thank you so much for having me. So who is Nakia? Um, I am a hairstylist from Sacramento, California. Um, just a girl who decided to go after her dream. So you are a celebrity hairstylist, a hairstylist, an educator, a motivator, a healer. But most of all, in our industry, you're known as being a celebrity hairstylist. So how did you get to that point? How did you become a celebrity hairstylist? Well, I've been styling hair and I actually started off braiding when I was about 12 years old. Um, just so that I can make a little change here and there so I can have money for the ice cream truck so I can feed my sneaker addiction. I am obsessed with tennis shoes. Um, I've gotten a lot better in the, over the years, but um, it just started off as a way to make money, like a hustle, if you may. Um, and then I went from doing hair at school. It was recess lunches. I'd be doing hair. Then I started doing it for friends in my church, my church family. Um, then it was like a summer thing. I was in college. I was a shampoo girl and I've always done it and loved the way that I like help make people feel. Um, so then that led to me, I actually was taking my younger sister on a tour to Paul Mitchell because she wanted to get into cosmetology and I was going to Sac State at the time. I was going to school um, as a bio major because I wanted to be a doctor. And then that tour turned into someone telling me about a story of a man, um, a hairstylist, taking a client at the end of the day, at the end of his long day. And um, he, you know, didn't think much of it. She just wanted a haircut. She was like, I could just want a simple wash and haircut. You don't even have to blow it out or whatever. And he was like, okay. He cut her hair, washed it. You know, sometimes we go through the motions of doing our job when we're tired or it's the end of the day. Uh, so he just went through the process, gave her a haircut and sent her on her way. Fast forward to a few months after that appointment, the woman sent him a card or a letter stating that she was going to the salon so that she can get her hair done so that she can look pretty for her funeral because she wanted to she was going to commit suicide. And that story touched me so deeply that there was no nothing like I feel like the light switch went off and it was like, wow, this is what I want to do. So my sister was still questioning whether she wanted to sign up or not. And I told the admins, like, sign me up. I want to be a part of the next class. Like, I want to do this. Mind you, I'm like about to finish up my third semester at Sac State or those are my third year. Actually, I was I just dropped everything and I was like, I'm going to go to Paul Mitchell. I'm going to enroll and I'm going to be a day maker. And so that was the um, the model. Like you be a day maker, you make people's day because you never know what people are going through. Um, for me, growing up and being in the salon, it was all about women, a community of women um, who uplift each other. You, you seek counsel, you seek advice, you relieve stress, you know, you kind of just it's like a sanctuary in a way. And so 
I decided like I can save the world by, you know, becoming a hairstylist and maybe I can stop someone from deciding that not necessarily they am wanting to commit suicide, but I can help change someone's life. I can help save people. And so that's why I feel that I can change the world one day at a time by, you know, one head at a time. Um, so then that led me and my husband, uh, after graduating beauty school, we ended up, um, I would assist my thing. So Paul Mitchell has taught me to assist and always be open to learning. And growing up, I felt the same way. I can always learn something, any, any topic. So I decided to just start assisting. I assisted at one of the top salons in Sacramento and they would travel the world and go on different hair shows and stuff. And I was really inspired and motivated. Um, and I was motivated from continuing my education at Paul Mitchell and going to different seminars and the different speakers would motivate me. And I would think they would say, you know, how was you sitting in that chair? And, you know, I had all these different struggles and all these different problems going on and I made it and I'm here now to tell you that you can do it too. And so I took that really personally and I was like, okay, well, if Dean Banowitz can do it, then I could do it too. Or, you know, if some of these other stylists out there can do it, then why can't I do it? So that kind of changed my perspective on things. And so I started doing it. My husband and I took a leap of faith. We probably had, it was probably definitely less than a thousand dollars saved up, but we decided to pick up with our son. He was two at the time and we moved to LA. We moved in with some family and, um, you know, it was a lot of struggle and a lot of people saying no to me and a lot of people thinking I was crazy and telling me that, you know, you have a kid. So, you know, hair styling, you may be able to do weddings, you may be able to, you know, do um, special events and stuff. But working with celebrities is very demanding. So just kind of forget about that. And it was times where I would just leave a job of assisting mentors that I admired and I looked up to. But then they told me, oh, you can never do this. And so I would look at me becoming a mother. It's like, gosh, can I, how can I not be happy being a mom and, uh, and being a hairstylist and like living in my dream? Like I was crushed. And then I start feeling like instead of feeling guilt and instead of feeling like, um, you know, I'm not good enough or I missed my call or whatever. Like I decided to have, um, a family. I started using those things to help fuel my fire and, going to go ask other people like if they needed help assisting other stylists and makeup artists and working for free um constantly just saying yes to everything and establishing beautiful relationships with people and learning so much um I end up working for one of the top hairstylists in LA and um and interning and just working with other stylists and assisting so many people never looking for the financial um you know, the financial, what is it? Uh, just never really looking for the end result, but, you know, just being in the present and like knowing that it's a dream, like I can follow my dream and I know that it's something more out there for me. So I would just keep on going and going. And there was times where my lowest times, I'm like, okay, I'm about to quit it all. And like, it's the biggest challenges. I have to walk away from things because, you know, I'm a very, um, I'm a person, I guess they call an empath. So like I take things on and I feel them and they'll harbor it and they will literally make me sick. So if I'm in environments that kind of come from my energy in different ways or kind of change who I am, like I've noticed in my journey in Hollywood and LA, 
has been constant battles with myself. And the more that I broke out of who I expect everyone else to think of me or how I would expect, you know, people to think I should act or feel or be, it was the more that I would feel stuck or the more I would feel sick. So the more I started falling into my own self and being okay with who I am, like, yes, I may be a little weird or yes, I might just be kind of different from everyone. And I might not like these same things that other people do and realizing that it's okay and being confident in in myself and the fact that like, I love what I do and not everyone's going to love it or like it as much as me or loving like what I do. Um, I feel like things started to change for me and I started to get the clients that didn't want, you know, didn't want to be as connected with me versus connecting and deeply forming relationships with clients that has changed my life. Um, and, you know, clients that would step out on a limb and kind of take me in and help me grow as a stylist. So my whole journey has pretty much been like having faith and, you know, having that faith into myself and believing that, you know, you don't have to be the best at what you do, but ultimately loving what you do. And, um, you know, and understanding that there's going to be setbacks and everything's not perfect. I think it has molded me into the person and the hairstylist that I am today, if that answers your question. Okay, first off, I am a Paul Mitchell, Atlanta graduate, 2004. Wow. <laughs> yes, Paul Mitchell alumni. And I taught, um, I taught Paul Mitchell Jacksonville for a few years. Um, you know, and then, and I also was head of education for co-cosmetics. They're out of Pasadena and their makeup line is found in a lot of the schools. So I am, you know, when I started the first salon I worked at, Paul Mitchell Salon assisting. Like I, so the whole time you're talking about Paul Mitchell, I'm like, no way. (laughs) I did not know that. (laughs) I didn't either. So amazing. I mean, there's, there's definitely something to say about the Palmetto culture and those of us who've come up in it, you know, so, um, it's definitely a world where those of us who feel a little weird, right. Don't feel mm-hmm. as weird anymore. Um, right. so you're talking about Palmetto and I'm like, what? So I didn't know that. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was something that you said, and this has never happened to me during an interview before, but. Um, you're talking about being a mom and I'm like over here, like my, you know, I'm tearing up because my entire career, when I went to hair school, um, my 16 year old, when I went, when I went to hair school, he was, um, six weeks old when I started school. And so you're throughout my journey, you know, in hair school and then, you know, you start assisting and that sort of thing. And you, you know, you may desire to be a platform artist or you may, desire to be one of the top educators for um, a brand and all of these things. And just like you said, there's so many times that you're taught or it's told to you that because you're a mom, you can't, you can't put in those hours. You can't do the things that are required of you to do what you really want to do. And I, I hold like my whole being disagree with that so much. And so when you were talking about it, I'm like, I have chill bumps. My, I'm like, you know, my, I'm tearing up because I know what it feels like to be told that, well, you know, like you've got a baby at home or, you know, like, or you're pregnant and you're like trying to, to work in this 
in this world and you're being told that you can't because the demands of being a mom are going to stop you. So I get it. And, but, but we've both proved that wrong. Right. Right. (laughs) So, which is such a powerful thing for, for all the women out there, for all the moms, you know? So, um, yeah, that did answer my question. And, And I agree too with, with being an empath because, um, I too have to create, you know, there's certain situations and, uh, in our world and in our work world that we have to like create that barrier around us. And it's really hard to do. Um, you know, if there's negativity or if there's like stronger personalities that are kind of dominating the energy and that sort of thing. Um, so to be able to find, like you said, to find those people that you can be, who you really are around and work with those people that that is really um, what's the word I'm looking for, like propelled you into being this artist that you've always been meant to be right. And you're surrounded with the people that you're meant to be surrounded with by being yourself. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Amazing. So do you still work behind the chair? Are you doing more like red carpet? Um, more editorial, more events, that sort of thing? Um, right now, I'm completely freelancing, and I had a salon space, but to me, it really didn't make any sense because I was barely there. Um, so I'm doing house calls. I'm working for a family to where um, I just, I'm making sure I'm available. And I take a job, like I take a few jobs here and there as like as my availability shifts because things are very much so like on call for me. And I think this actually works best because I can have the time that I need with my family. I'm there for life events and everything, as well as when it's time to work, I may be working for a couple weeks or months and nonstop. So it kind of balances out. And I've learned that it's okay to not take every single thing that comes to you because that was my struggle in the beginning. Um, and it really affected my marriage. It affected my relationship with my son um, at the time because I just felt like, oh my God, I have to take this. This person called me. I have to go take this client. And I was depleting myself to, I can't even describe the depletion, but you know, you kind of just take and you give your all until you break down and then you start not doing as your best in your work. And I've learned that it's okay to find balance and set boundaries. So I've been really practicing that and not overexerting myself when I don't have to and being okay with that. Yeah, I think, um, I think it's hard for those of us who have, you know, if you have a lot of drive to not, it's like a mixture between um, the drive to, to do what you want to do. Um, and be as mm-hmm. successful as you want to be. And that mix of like this fear of scarcity that's like put into us, you know? And so it's like uh, the scarcity part is the part where it's like, I have to take this job. And especially when you're freelance, right? It's like, you have to take this job. You have to take this job. You have to take this job. And I, I think um, yeah, it's amazing when we learn that we don't necessarily have to do that. And I think too, like during COVID, I think that's probably going to be one of the biggest lessons learned for a lot of people is that it's okay for us to slow down. Yeah. It's necessary. And sl- right? Yeah. And slowing down doesn't make you less of a, ha- a creative or right. it doesn't make you less of like a hustler or someone that's about your business. Like it's okay. Like that's very important 
for our self-healing because a lot of times in our industry, we tend to give more than what we receive. And not saying that financially, but, you know, just as an expression of giving all that energy and passion and love into the styles that you create. And then you go on to the next person and do the same thing. And then you go to the next person and do the same thing. And next thing you know, you're worn out and you're tired. And then if you're a mom, you go home um, and a wife, you go home and you're like, okay, how can I put myself together and be alive and be awake? to please, you know, be there and please my husband and my family. Like, how can I not be so, you know, give them all your all that you put into your work as well. So it's like a never ending cycle and knowing when to balance that or how to battle and combat that is it successful because it's like, do you want to be a successful hairstylist and a shitty parent or, excuse my language, or, you know, wife? Or do you want to be the best wife and children and, and parent that you can be and still be the best at what you do? It's like finding a happy medium and all of that. You're right, because it's like when you get home, it's still go, go, go. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily stop. But but like you said, we have to pull it together. Um, do mm-hmm. that. But I think it's. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely when we when we figure that balance out, it's like golden, right? Right. And I um, have clients that I travel with and I haven't traveled with one of them in a long time. But there would be some times that I would travel with her and her schedule would travel. Her schedule would change daily and Mm -hmm. it would be like, I'm going to go and work with her for a day. I'm going to jump on the train. I'm going to go to New York, work with her for a day. I'll be home the same day. And then there's sometimes I go to New York and then she's, I'm with her for two weeks before I make it mm-hmm. back. Home. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, then, and then when you're home, you're really making sure that you dedicate that time. Right. So mm-hmm. it's a, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing when you find that balance. Yeah. So, and so oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm still, I was just like, yes. And uh, like explaining that to other people is not a part of this world is sometimes hard because a lot of times people outside looking in is like, I would jump on this and jump on that. And I've had to turn down so many amazing opportunities that if I wasn't a wife or mother, I would have jumped for. But then it's like realizing you are sacrificed. You have, it's, it's all a sacrifice. And, um, for me, my my why I do this and why I do what I do is for the people that I work with, but more so for my children, for my husband, like my family to set, you know, an example that they can follow their dreams and, you know, still be, you know, be happy with who they are in their life and not have work consume their lives as well. Because at the end of the day, it's like, if you're not happy with yourself and what you're doing, you kind of tend to put that energy out there as well. Like once you start getting exhausted or upset that you can't be with your family or missing stuff or it's tension in the home or whatever, like you start feeling that and then it shows up in your work too. So finding balance is so important. Any specific time where you've been like out working with them and you had to come home for something dealing with the family, have those clients been receptive to that? I mean, have they been okay with it? And like, understanding I know it's hard sometimes when you're working with certain people it's hard to be Mm -hmm. for people it's 
find those people that really get it, right? Like that really yeah. understand family values and understand that yeah. your world, although you absolutely love working with them, that your world does mm-hmm. not revolve around them, right? Like you still yeah. have your own world inside of their yeah. world. <laughs> you know? That's a great, that's a great uh, conversation. Um, yes, like going from when I was the little shy, scared to speak up girl, just starting out in Hollywood. I would be scared to tell clients or, you know, tell clients that I have to go, like I need to go pick up my kid from school or whatever. And then that feeling of like my heart breaking because I'm not there for my family. Like, oh my gosh, I can't, I'm like getting teary eyed just thinking about it. Um, So really putting myself, sitting myself down, like and saying, does this work for you overall? Like you as a whole, you know, um, it was so important to me. So I've been so grateful that this part of my career has been such a blessing that my family comes first and my clients that I work with are so amazing and um, they get it and they understand because they are parents too and amazing mothers that put their families first, like regardless, it can be. I don't care how expensive the project is or how what is going on. If something's not right at home, things stop and home gets situated first. Like I've had clients tell me, hey, like, what's that look on your face? Are you okay?" Like that's, you know, only a mother would be able to tell what that look is. Like whatever it is, go, you can take care of it. Come back or, you know, bring the family, whatever the case is. Like I've had those situations and it's just so relieving to know that there's a there's a success story for everyone like it's not it's very important how you word things to people because you can crush someone's dreams if they believe or put that much into you know believing like into a mentor or whatever the case is I have literally like it's my family first and I'm able to still work the job of my dreams, the career that that I love and I'm so passionate about. And I am the best mother and wife that I can be. And I can look back and say, like, I don't have any regrets. And, you know, my family, like, you know what I'm saying? I I guess I can't really explain it because it's so much of a feeling and so much emotion. I think you did explain it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. I think you explained it beautifully. It's, I mean, it's, it is a, it's a real thing. And I think too, like so much in our industry, um, you know, like when you're going to school and, um, you know, you're learning in school and you're working in a salon or whatever, it's like so much is put into us that we have to separate, right? Like we, like, you know, it's like, I remember being told your clients really don't care what you have to say. They really just want you to listen to them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so. You know, like we're it's it was it's almost like this level of professionalism where we were taught um, that to keep it professional in a sense that we don't really talk about our own kids. Like, yeah, we could mention them, yeah. but they really don't want to hear about like, yeah. you know, they can care less. <laughs> right. And so I think it's so interesting that once we really get into this career and once, you know, we have these clients that it's like, well, actually, some of them really do care right like and yeah. if they don't care are those the ones I want to work with right? exactly so yeah, like we're all human 
at the end of the day and that's what like a lot of people don't understand yeah it's really it's it's fascinating actually now that like we're talking about it I'm thinking back to like you know those conversations of being told like you don't talk about um you know you don't talk about sex politics and religion right like yeah like right. we're, always, we're we're taught that in school and then it's like well it actually would be beneficial for people to have these conversations right so yeah. it's like interesting right. to, to think back to that kind of being established in our industry and then thinking back like it's actually okay if we had those conversations right and then those conversations with family and yeah conversations and a lot like, of times those are needed so yeah. badly you know Absolutely. Because sometimes I feel like it, um, you know, I've worked with so many people on all different aspects of, um, you know, like, what is it? Like their um, celebrity, not celebrity family. And, you know, we are all like, we all bleed the same. We all have hearts and souls. Like we are all so much. We're, we're all the same. Absolutely. And we all go through the same problem. Yeah. I mean, and some just some of us go through stuff at different times in our lives. And yeah, but you're right. I mean, we're all we're all human. Right. So it's interesting. It really is. So with um, with COVID and everything slowing down, have you picked up any new any new hobbies or any new like I don't want to say jobs, but like, you know, like any Mm -hmm. new hobbies or like any new crap? type stuff oh, like industry like what's going on um wow so yes I, in the beginning of quarantine it's crazy because once we shut down you would think that um I would have thought that I would have been trying to do everything that I can as far as like my business and hair like let me get these products let me get this hairline let me get all this stuff going for my business so that I can come out running and I feel like it's been a big set like sit down for me to like wake up and get to know myself and get to kind of nurture myself and take care of all the things that I've been neglecting for me so I've done yoga teacher training I've done different uh, different uh let's see like healing courses whether it's like courses on intuit intuition and um, right now I'm doing a um crystal what is it called? Uh, Love and Light. I'm going to Love and Light Crystal Healing School. And so I've really been in tune more so with my spirituality. And I feel like I've been connecting more with God and into my practice with meditation and my practice with doing yoga and kind of getting to know myself and pushing myself to the limit because a lot of times that's, that's the most thing that I neglect, whether it's working out or anything. As soon as I start to get busy, then I stopped going to meditation. I I stopped going to yoga and like all these different things that fill me up that I've learned. um, I start to neglect. So I've really been tapped into that and and learning that I am a healer and realizing and kind of walking into that light of things and learning that we kind of have a lot more power than we think we do. And so once you start to get confident and understand certain things and you know you have a little more confidence in being you and and loving yourself a little more kind of walking into your light and your purpose and I feel like that becomes greater and less of a job yeah so 
also, um, I did Reiki training during this time. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, I, it's been the one thing that I've been able to really focus on too has been my meditation. So I practice Kundalini. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And so I, that's like the one thing that I've actually to do that, like, you know, like when you're busy, like if, like I was on a series right before, um, COVID, like it shut us down. We were only in the second week of filming and, um, you know, like when those jobs, it's like, you know, like one morning your call time might be 4:45, and then, you know, gradually it's getting later every day. So it's like towards the end of the week, I'd be able to like, you know, have the time to meditate and do my practice and, maybe even like, you know, take a bath, like, you know, in the bathtub and like have this whole moment. And then there's days where if your call time is 445 in the morning, I'm definitely not going to, I'm not going to have my meditation that day. Right. So, yeah. So it's like during, during um, quarantine, it's been like the one thing I've been able to do is like my daily meditation, you know, like, and my Kriya and, and checking in energetically with myself, you know, like, like what's going on and you know so yeah so we're kind of on the same same journey during quarantine (laughs) wow yes awesome so do you think this is something you're gonna incorporate in in your daily like because I've you know I've interviewed people where like one hairstylist that I know um or that I you know that I interviewed and that I met you know virtually um she started incorporating like she has a salon and she teaches mm-hmm. yoga classes in her salon, you know? Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So do you think you'll be able to start incorporating? I mean, other than like, you know, just as working on healing, even mm-hmm. just ourselves in our daily basis, it's going to be huge for our, you know, for your work on a daily basis. But do you think you'll be able to incorporate any of the other practices? Like, um, you know, I people? definitely actually, Actually, I've, I've been attuned for Reiki level one as well. And I thought I was going to go deeper into that, which I'm sure I will eventually. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like we incorporate those things in our work and you probably can agree with me like unconsciously mm-hmm. um, yeah. because it's such a healing. I think working with people's heads is like, it's so much energy there. And if you notice, like if you really pay attention, you would notice sometimes like when your client's going through something, you feel a different energy. And so you tend to like want to be really nurturing and like gentle. And like, I just really like, I imagine passing love and comfort and protection around like my clients in those times or just lots of protection and lots of like energy transferring. Like I'm, yeah, I'm noticing the more that I learn and study that I've been doing this all along. And that's probably why sometimes, um, it's been times I wonder, like, why does this person like when I do their hair? Like, I don't think I do the best of something. You know, I'm right. like, I know I'm not the best at doing this. And then it's like, well, understanding the energy behind it and, like, the work that we are doing, yeah. like, unconsciously. So I definitely feel like that's something that I want to continue to bring into my business. And the more that I'm learning about crystals and crystal healing is, like, definitely something that I want to add into my business because I feel like it's so much healing especially with this COVID-19 stuff and mental health and just all these different things going on in the world today with um, Black Lives Matter and just it's just so heavy like the energy has been like really like I feel like it's been 
not that I've been feeling sick, but it's been sometimes I've been so depleted. Like I haven't been able to really go on social media because it's so intense, the energy. Um, So it's going to be once things go back and I don't know what necessarily going back to normal is going to be anymore. But once you, once we get back to normalizing or doing the routine things, it's like, it's going to be a lot heavier and it's going to be a lot of like healing work that has to be done. So yeah, I feel like it's only right to incorporate. It's like, it all happens for a reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I think, um, yeah, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, there, I just, I mean, I didn't post on, um, I mean, I, I've continued like posting stuff on my stories, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But like, like my actual um, feed, I, I just like last week posted an article or an interview that I did. Um, But I I haven't felt like there was a, that there was a space for me to Mm -hmm. post right now, if that makes sense. And I think. No, it makes so much. I've been on the same boat and I've just started kind of getting back into it. But then I'm like, uh, it's still like tricky. Yeah. There's still some hesitation, right? Because. Yeah. And then I think, too, I, I mean, I think I've, I felt that too. And I, but I also feel like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I also feel like there's something very powerful happening right now. Like I, I, I feel, agree. you know, there's going to be, I mean, I think it's, it's all going to be good. Like, I just feel like there's this very powerful thing happening um, I around agree. us. Yeah. So it's interesting. And, I am, um, you know, it's like we, like, we have so many things we're like working on behind the scenes, but I just haven't had that. It's just not the time for me to put it out there, you know, mm-hmm. post it. So, but it would be interesting. I mean, I, I crystals, I have, um, it's so funny because I love amethyst so much. And so like always, like if I'm in the trailer, I always have, <laughs> I always mm-hmm. have my crystals on my station. Um, and there's some okay. like, cause with the union, I make up, but you know, mm-hmm. I, um, schooling's hair. And so outside of union jobs, I do both, but, um, right. in the trailers, I'm always doing makeup and I have friends in the hair department. Um, I guess it would have been last year we were working on a, a Hulu series and they would always pick on me because I have my, I have my crystals and then I have my, um, my sage spray, like, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. like, the trailer and they would, and you know, like I, you know, I always have like, if somebody has a headache, like I, I have like, I, for fun, make tinctures for my kids and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like lemon balm for anxiety. And yeah. And so I always have that on me and they would always pick on me. But you know what? There's a big place for this. And especially in our industry, because like you said, there's so much energy transferring between people and sometimes it's not for the best. And so I think that it's definitely a need for it in our industry. And I think the more that we go back to work. And I think it's very important that we carry that through. Um, so I think it'll be like your crystal work will be interesting. It'll see, it'll be interesting to see how much you are, how much you're putting it in. You know, I, you know, there's, um, I haven't used it yet, but there's a product line that has the crystals built into the products. Have you seen it? I've seen, well, I don't know what line you're talking about, but I've seen because of, Instagram and whatever yeah. you're looking at it they tend to I have all kind of crystal sites and sub- sponsorships and stuff coming up on me so it's been a lot yeah. so it's like they have different companies with crystal like 
um, makeup stuff, like your lip gloss and like the different, yeah. Yeah. you know, so I'm like, yeah, so I've been incorporating this in like my products and all this stuff. And yeah. now it's like becoming like popular. So like, okay, well, it's okay to, it's okay to embrace those things and not be, cause I used to have my crystals and I might like have it tucked in my shirt or whatever because people make their little comments and I know and and I would just not really feel like I wasn't at a place where I could just speak up and be like you know this is you know you go do you and I'll do me and you know and now that I'm going to this um school of love and light for crystal healing it's like I'm learning so much more like going from like the scientific aspect of it and then even because I grew up like very religious and mm-hmm. in the Baptist church. And so it's like, I remember reading the Bible and I still go back and look at certain things. And it's like, Jesus was doing Reiki on people. And, you know, they're like looking at these gems that came from the earth. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, see, it's all connected. <laughs> so yeah. just connecting different things that in a way, I guess it was things that I would try to find to make me feel safe and secure by bringing this out into the world and like letting people know like okay this is who I am and this is like the things that I do and this is okay without having a second thought like I wonder what people are going to think when they see me go hard on like see my crystal collection or whatever (laughs) the case is like yeah yeah because I mean I've gotten all kinds of oh this is witchcraft or like all these different things and um like well I'm at a space now to where I'm like these are this these comments are just coming from people projecting because they don't understand or they're not aware of what these things are so they of course they'll be like oh you're idolizing something but we all know what it is the people in the community like we know what it is and it's so when we are confident in our you know and how we feel about things so it's like easier not to take on those things and then feel like oh man I shouldn't have put this out there like less confident of you know what we're doing or collecting or whatever yeah yeah that's interesting right I I started thinking that um you know just like we talked about earlier like if those if you know like maybe I don't want to work around the clients who really don't care right it's kind of the same thing it's like kind of that idea of um like if it's not, if they don't understand it, it's just, it's not for them, right? Like it's okay. And, um, it's just not, it's not meant for them to understand or, you know, and that's okay. So I think that, um, you're right. I think when people, if they don't understand something and there's that fear around it, um, and then they project that onto us because they don't quite get it or understand it. And, and it makes them feel a certain way because they don't quite understand it. But then I finally, I got to a point where it was like, but that's okay. Right. Like, it's okay if, if somebody doesn't like all of these things. So I think you're, I think you're right. There's definitely at some point has been, um, you know, in the past, it was always like a stigma around certain things. So I think it's nice that we're able to bring these things into our everyday life without having that. I agree. Yeah. So it'll be, well, it'll be fun to watch and, and see what you end up doing with your crystal, with the training. And, mm-hmm. you know, like if you, I think for me, and I don't know how you feel about it, but for me, it's like hard trying to figure out how to combine all of these things, like with social media, 
It's like you yeah. have, like, you know, like you've got your, your hairstyling and then you've got your crystals and then you've got, really? and then you've got yoga and meditation. And it's like, how do yeah. I combine it and still keep that aesthetic that I want on my social media, like on my Instagram yeah. page? Oh my gosh. Well, I, I have someone to recommend for you because as someone and going more into this crystal community, um, in quarantine, Mm-hmm. I've developed a whole community of, it's like a new family of crystal healers and there's hairstylists, there's um, website designers, there's like heal, like acupuncturists, there's doctors and it's just, a, there's someone for everything there in every business, photographers, um, florists, anything you could think of, jewelry makers, um, everything. And I actually got with one, her name is Capitola and she helps you to basically bring all of this into one so I'm waiting on I'm about to connect with her to kind of like put in my social media like my social media my business plan my whole business stuff like basically finding a way to combine it all and to make it mm-hmm. make sense. and yeah. so there's um and I'll connect you once we're off of here yeah. um just so that you because I was like how do you do this and all of a sudden next thing you know this is how intuition and divinity everything works next thing you know you're on instagram and then you come across this page and it's like wow and i know her i'm following her (laughs) and all that and you're like okay well it's great thank you thanks for solving the the problem for me or whatever and so the fact that you say that it's like i literally just got off of a um, phone consultation not too long ago to set this all up that's funny. They're trying to bring it all into one package and mm-hmm. not be so all over the place because then it's like we got this business over here, we got this business. Like when you have everything separate, you tend to like one fall off or like you're like trying to, it's like juggling mm-hmm. all these different things and then you're eventually going to drop the ball in one part and then you're going to be like, I got to go pick this up. So it's like so overwhelming, but not for long. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have, um, with the collective, we have the podcast and then we have like kind of developed, um, these like umbrellas, which is going to help me a lot with those sorts of things, you know, but yeah, it would be amazing to have her help, especially on the social media realm. It's like mm-hmm. whole thing. So do you think that hairstyling will still be your, it'll still be your, like for your, um, forefront, right? Like your hairstyling will still be your kind of number one thing. I think so, but I think, because it's not, for me, it's not just hairstyling. I feel like it's a way for me to, like, connect with, like, my ancestors, my grandmother and my great-grandmother. They were both hairstylists. And it was, like, passed along the line of uh-huh. and all this time. It's been, I feel like it's a form of healing. And especially with the story of the hairstylist cutting the woman's hair and yeah. her wanting to go from committing suicide to, like, completely changing her life around. It's, like, right. clearly stories like that and you might not hear those stories every time but then can you only imagine those stories that we don't hear back or mm-hmm. when we go through our our hair problems ourselves really like I feel like I deeply had to ask myself is this the hair that's my problem like is this why when I look in the mirror I don't feel great or like I feel like oh like what's really all going? like yeah, yeah it's really deeper but I feel like our connection and like our portals in our head to where everything like shoots up there and it's like all this energy so it's like the first time when someone's going through something I mean not the first time but when someone's going through something like very stressful or 
depressing or whatever, it's like we instantly have that urge to want to just shave all our hair off. And some of us might not do it, but it's like we have that feeling and it's like, why? What's this connection with hair and like our emotions and energy? So I feel like definitely having hair as my forefront because it's my passion and I love creating um, and I love connecting and making people feel good because I know when I have my hair done in a way that I love, like it makes me feel so good. Like it makes me so happy. I just like want to pass it on to everybody else. So, Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's like an immediate confidence booster too, right? It's like when we feel good, when we feel good about looking good too. Yeah, no, it's huge. It's huge. And I think too, like you're saying, um, it's interesting that you said like, you know, shaving your head off and something's not going good because yeah, I mean, if there's definitely something going on, like you said, it shows on the outside, it shows with Mm -hmm. the hair as well. So I totally, totally agree. It's really fascinating, actually, the connections, right? You know, like, I think for some people, it's like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just doing hair, but you're not really just doing hair, right? Right. Definitely. It's like, it's so much more than that. And I've realized, like, it's more than me. So that's why sometimes I'm up for days on end and trying to figure out how to, like, create or work with, you know, working on different projects. Sometimes I'm like, why is this stressing me out? And it once I'm done and I get it, it all clicks. And I'm like, wow, like, this wasn't you know, it wasn't about doing hair at all. Like, you know, it's like the battles that we have, like we're like going at with ourselves and, you know, overcoming those things. So it's so much, it's so deep. Yeah. So I have one last question. If 2020 Nakia was having a conversation with 2010 Nakia, what would you say to her? I would tell her to have faith in herself and and trust her intuition because that was going back to my 2010 me it was lots of insecurity lots of um, self-doubt and going back and forth and it's like when we believe in our intuition and believe in ourselves for example people tend to believe in others more than we want or we do for ourselves so it's like if we put that same energy into ourselves that we do for others that we love um then we'll be okay like everything will fall into place when it's supposed to happen so that's what I would tell her that's beautiful and what's your social media handle so we can follow you my social media is at Nakia Rashawn that's R-A-C-H-O-N. Thank you, Nakia, so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was so good to get to know you even more and, you know, connect with, you know, with good people in our community. Yeah, so much fun. Thank you. Thanks. If you liked what you heard today, please give us a like and follow us at The Collective Pro.